the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, on this Friday. And uh, it is a Friday indeed, folks. Remember, Friday and Lent, no, no meat today. No meat today. But it is The John DePietro Show uh, right here. It's AM 13... 13- 1380 and a third AM 1380 Troy Boat and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website to Folks, this is a perfect day to get some delicious food at K's. That's right. Look for them on Facebook. I like their uh, Facebook page for K's because they uh, list the menu, they list various things that they have. They have done a great job. Today, why not? You can uh, eat outside. You can also eat inside now. The restrictions are being uh, weakened right across from CVS. Tonight's specials at K's, folks, is always something delicious. You get some uh, delicious food and drink, and uh, it's always great. So stop by, either eat there or take out or a lot more. Stop in and see them at K's. And I look forward to uh, seeing a lot of my friends from there now that things are starting to loosen up and things are loosening up by the way things are definitely loosening up well folks good afternoon again it's the john DePietro show right now it's 107 we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipietro.com now let me bring you up to speed with um With some of the recent, the current headlines right now. Job growth surges. Biden honeymoon is 60%. All right, Gallup, for the first time, majority says COVID situation getting better. And that is true. For those that are paying attention, obviously, and I hope it's all everyone, the situation is getting better. Daily cases at five-month low as nations try to hold off surge, which we will. Pandemic forces made it to reconsider what makes them happy. That's interesting. Supercomputer shows doubling masks offers little help preventing spread. How about they're also saying this whole business of two masks really doesn't seem to really do anything. DeSantis denies involvement in wealthy Key Largo vaccination site despite donations. Um, Let me also, I'm fascinated by this story of Danger Zone created behind viral Tom Cruise deepfakes say they're a warning. There's this guy on TikTok. I recently got on TikTok. It's okay. It's not great. It's very different than uh, Facebook and it's very different. It's really different than Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. TikTok. Uh, and people are very creative. There's a lot of impressionists on there, which I like. But there is this guy. Boy, he looks and sounds just like Tom Cruise. And the Drudge Report's been doing a lot on him. You know, I don't understand. Is this the royal couple? Uh, this whole interview they did with Oprah. I thought that I feel so bad for Prince Harry. I mean, he, ah, oh my God, the poor kid. First, the problems with Diana and Charles, then Diana killed in the crash. And somehow he, this Meghan Markle has her hooks into him big time. Oh, I feel so bad for poor Prince Harry. But what I don't understand is they left Britain to get privacy. And now all she's doing is letting people know and communicating with the media. So what she really meant was it's not that she wants privacy. It's more of she wants to control her own publicity. That's what's really going on. How about ABC World News with David Muir? I watched that. 
largest lead in 25 years. ABC World News wins February sweeps. Almost 10 million viewers tops all cable news combined. ABC World News. Now, locally, let's be honest, a lot of people don't watch Channel 6. The battle is always Channel 10 and 12. Channel 12 does well. Channel 10 continues to do very well. Channel 6 is not just third. They're like really third. And as a matter of fact, Channel 6 might even be defeated by some other news outlets. But if I watch Channel 10 or 12, and I flip back and forth, I do. Um, But at 6.30, I watch David Muir. And by the way, for those that don't understand, a lot of people don't get it. I want you to remember this. ABC World News Tonight with David Muir. And I'm not just saying this as a former ABC employee, of which I was. Or I am, I should say, former. But I want people to realize, all right, so he has 10 million viewers. But keep in mind, at 6.30, when he's delivering the national news, a lot of people say, look at that. You know, a lot of people don't watch the news anymore. Keep in mind, he's doing the news. At the same time, Lester Holt is doing the news. At the same time, Nora O'Donnell is doing the news. Plus, uh, Fox does, you know, kind of like a news hour in some form, Brett Bear, right, at that time. So to say that people really aren't watching the news, it he's sharing that the, the, plus you have the PBS news hour. So at 6.30 each night, you have... I mean, there was only one newscast. If he has 10 million viewers, which he does, and you know what? Let me just um, click on it and see if I can get, I don't know if they're going to, World News Tonight leads NBC by, all right, so he beats Lester Holt by 2 million viewers. So they have 8 million and beats CBS by close to 4 million viewers. So they have 6 million but my point is, folks, that's like 25 million people watching the news at 6.30 at night. So these people that somehow, I know, I should just ignore them. But try to say as if like a lot of people aren't watching the nightly news anymore. That, that's like completely wrong. That Not only are they watching it, between if you then add in Fox and PBS, it is like oh, 25 million people are watching the news at 6.30. I, believe me, I hear from some people, I don't even watch the news anymore. Well, you're wrong. You're in the minority should start watching it. Maybe you'll know more of what's going on. Now, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro at 112. Let me just check some of the other headlines. I'm really applaud the Cranston police chief, the new mayor of Cranston Hopkins. Hey, folks, how about this? The latest now today, coronavirus, two dead. 394 new cases. That is really impressive. Two dead. Cranston police, may they, they did talk about the ATV vehicle. They're not going to allow it. They are absolutely not going to allow it. You know what other story I actually want to mention? I'm glad I just saw this. We're going to call John Francis in um, in just a moment. But uh, this they did the story on the woman in Woonsocket uh, drinking during the, uh, the Zoom. So here we go. I think this should be it. Um, here we go. I... If I hold on, if I had to sit through some of these zooms, I I'm trying to figure out how many drinks I would need to make it through some of these zooms. Here we go. Oh, do they they not have a story? Do they just show her taking the swig of the corona? Christina Harmon, 
caught on video taking a, what appeared to be a beer Wednesday night. Winsocket City. For the clerk, new on the night team, a Winsocket City official caught drinking what appears to be a beer during last evening's council meeting over Zoom. Some residents call the move a bad look. The night team's Danielle Kennedy is live in Winsocket where she tried to get an explanation. Danielle? Patrice, well, crickets tonight from all city leaders here in Woonsocket, other than the mayor who deferred us to the city council, but even they not saying anything after the clerk on last night's call was caught drinking what appears to be a beer. Corona. The most recent information that was shared. In the middle of a nearly two-hour city council meeting when Socket City Clerk Christina Harmon caught <laughs> sipping on what appears to be a Corona, seeming to surprise other members on the call. Tonight, many residents calling the move a bad look. To take acts that we would normally do in our home and say you shouldn't do those because you're on Zoom, I think is, is a real gray area still. NBC 10 legal analyst Mark Dana. Where is the line drawn for business versus pleasure since you're at home? Well, we haven't drawn the line. Danielle, I mean, that's the problem is that this is all new for us. So we don't have a book that we can open up and say, oh, see, this is a violation. This isn't a violation. I know. Throughout Wednesday's meeting, Harmon also seen eating dinner and cleaning her teeth with a toothpick. We asked the mayor about it today. The city council actually appoints the city clerk. So that would be better directed toward them. This is uncharted waters for all of us. A year ago, nobody was doing this stuff. So we need to just give people a break if they're if they're not you know, violating laws or charters, and they're just taking a sip of beer or eating their dinner. Um, yeah, you tell them don't do it again, but but I really don't think it's a, a punishable offense. Well, we reached out to Harmon multiple times throughout the day and night tonight, but got no response from her. I also made multiple calls to the city council president tonight who did not respond. Reporting live tonight in Woonsocket, I'm Danielle Kennedy, NBC 10 News tonight. Now, I don't understand that. I don't understand the not response. Come on, just return the call. Just say, you know, we've talked to her about it. Now, I would not want to, she better have the thing muted. I wouldn't want to listen to someone eating. So that's number one. Number two, I don't know about the toothpick thing either. I don't want to see that. Um, If she wants to drink during it, pour it into a cup. Pour it into a glass. Swig in it out of the bottle. Eh. I mean, again, I don't need went on for two hours. She's the clerk. She's not really making decisions. Um, Probably improper. Probably won't do it again. But it's kind of a funny story. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show on this Friday. Hey, listen, it's sunny. It's dry. Stop it and see my friends at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron. It's Melissa. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They have the most delicious cannoli. They have the Italian zeppola with the boiled cream. Everything is fresh. They have the Trump chocolate donuts. They have everything you need for St. Patrick's Day coming up. They also have delicious uh, pepperoni and cheese calzone. They have buffalo chicken calzone, steak and cheese calzone. Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right off of uh, Silver Spring Street, next to AAA. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Again, stop and see them and look for them on Facebook. Now, I bet you're wondering... What does John Francis have at Competition Shooting Supplies? We're going to call him in just a moment. But, folks, I also want to play. I think uh, Cuomo's in a lot of trouble in New York. He really is. And, and the least, as I mentioned in the first hour, uh, I think some of the, the least of his trouble is, um, is what happened 
the whole thing with with as serious as it is with some of these harassment allegations where he's really in trouble is the whole situation regarding the uh, the nursing homes. So I want to um, let me just uh, play that. And again, we're going to play that, uh, folks, right now. So let me um, hold on. I want to just uh, quickly play uh, this portion uh, right here, which is uh, the, here it is. This is Nora O'Donnell. Do you believe that he was propositioning you? Yes. For what? Sex. In the spring of 2020, New York was the epicenter of the COVID crisis. The pandemic was obviously stressful for all of us, and he was on TV nearly every day talking about it. Make that gown look good. So you think all this national attention may have emboldened him? Absolutely. I think he felt like he was untouchable in a lot of ways. Then it says their professional relationship took a turn on May 15th when she alleges the governor started asking her about her love life and then became fixated, repeating over and over again her history as a sexual assault survivor. So he goes, you were raped. You were raped. You were raped and abused and assaulted. Another key encounter happened on June 5th, when Bennett says she was called into Cuomo's office to take dictation, and he told her to turn off the tape recorder. And then he explains at that point that he is looking for a girlfriend. He's lonely. He's tired. You've just finished dictation, and the governor is telling you he's lonely and looking for a relationship. Yes. He asked if I had trouble enjoying being with someone because of my trauma. This is, seems highly inappropriate. Yeah. The governor asked me if I was sensitive to intimacy. In his office? Yes. During the workday. You have been quoted as saying that he also asked you about if you'd ever been with an older man. Yeah. He asked me if age difference mattered. He also explained that he was fine with anyone over 22. And how old are you? 25. What were you thinking as he's asking you these questions? I thought, he's trying to sleep with me. The governor's trying to sleep with me. And... I'm deeply uncomfortable, and I have to get out of this room as soon as possible. And to be clear, what made you think that he was trying to sleep with you? Without explicitly saying it, he implied to me that I was old enough for him and he was lonely. Text messages sent by Bennett to a friend and reviewed by CBS News memorialize her encounter with Cuomo immediately afterwards. Bennett tells her friend, the governor, quote, talked about age differences in relationships. The friend who verified the messages asks, wait, what, did he do something? Bennett responds, no, but it was like the most explicit it could be. How did you respond to those questions? I responded honestly. And when I was even thinking of coming forward, I think that was where I held the most shame. And that like, I really was uncomfortable. Why did you feel shame? I feel like people put the onus on the woman to shut that conversation down. And by answering, I was somehow 
engaging in that or enabling it when in fact I was just terrified. People will watch this and say, why didn't you get up and leave? It didn't feel like I had a choice. He's your boss. He's my boss. He's everyone's boss. Governor Cuomo said in a statement that what he said may have, quote, been misinterpreted. Did you misinterpret him? No. I understood him loud and clear. It just didn't go the way he planned. I never knew at the time I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. Did you watch Governor Cuomo's apology? I did. It's not an apology. It's not an issue of my feelings. It's an issue of his actions. The fact is that he was sexually harassing me and he has not apologized for sexually harassing me. And he can't even use my name. And we reached out to Governor Cuomo's office to respond. To- All right, folks, she is, uh, she is very, very credible. But as I mentioned earlier, uh, as damaging as that is, believe it or not, how is the world of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo going? And again, folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro on this Friday. New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Cuomo aides rewrote nursing home report to hide higher death toll. I'll tell you, not only is he really, he's in a lot of trouble. He deserves to be in a lot of trouble. He can try to say he didn't know. And I mean, that girl, she is educated. She is well-spoken. Let's see where her testimony goes with this investigation. That's getting more attention because it's an easier story to understand. But this nursing home situation, he's really in trouble. And they basically, they rewrote the nursing home report to hide higher death tolls. Think about that. So he sees that they're going to have the highest in the country at 9,000. So he makes his aides rewrite it. New York had 9,250 deaths. The next highest state in the country now for nursing home deaths was New Jersey. At 6,150, he rewrote it to cut it in half. And then the accolades he was getting, talking about Cuomo now, it's embarrassing. It is absolutely embarrassing. The number of accolades that he was getting and all of these people commending him. I want to just play a a quick, uh, there's a montage of it. And the um, amount of attention that he was getting off the... The whole thing was is really um, it's it's disgraceful. Here we go with them. Here's what it sounded like. Governor Cuomo's press conference, his daily briefing. How would you contrast Cuomo and President Trump's handling of the crisis? Truth versus mendacity. Governor Cuomo um, out there day after day after day. Everything Trump isn't honest, direct, brave. Real leadership of the kind the president of the United States should have provided. Governor Cuomo. He's clearly living in a totally different reality. He sure was. The actual one than the Chris president Hayes. of the United States. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader. From Andrew Cuomo has become the leader of the Democratic Party. He is conveying incredible strength. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought he was sending soldiers off to war. This has been a remarkable show of leadership by Governor Cuomo in recent days. He's providing hope. 
but not false hope. Governor Cuomo, no. I think, is, is, is one of the heroes on, on the front lines. With all of this adulation that you're getting for doing your job, wow. are you thinking about running for president? Andrew Cuomo, who has a daily television show now uh, and has become in some ways the shadow uh, president. Maybe Trump is just a little bit mad that Governor Cuomo has become a kind of acting president. Dealing with hardship actually makes you stronger. That's what Governor Cuomo said earlier today. That's what I'm going to go teach my kids right now at home. Wow, folks, all fraud. They made it up. Absolutely made it up. Cut the numbers in half. Disgraceful. Now, you know, we've talked with our legal analysts about this, and I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if anyone's going to go to jail from it. But, uh, but now, I mean, he really should. This nursing home stuff. He should resign. This, what an absolute disgrace. Now, there's a Rhode Island story that Tim White of Channel 12, I saw just a short time ago. It's hard to believe. <coughs> Tim White, you ready for this? Breaking. a stat. 43% of all unemployment claims in Rhode Island during the pandemic are suspected fraud. 40 you know, that's actually, I would have thought it was higher. 40, 43% of Rhode Island unemployment claims, almost half flagged as fraudulent during the pandemic. Let me play. I think Channel 12 has a story on this. Then we'll talk to our friend, Mr. Francis. There we go. Yes. Put this into context, 427,000 suspected fraudulent unemployment claims. How many legit claims has... Uh, DLT processed in the last year? Well, we took a total of just about 900,000 claims, but that includes that 420,000 well number and some duplicates. Um, we've paid out two, uh, 397,000 individuals. 117,000 of those people were fraud, fraudsters, and unfortunately, those benefits were paid out before we were able to freeze those claims. Um, that leaves the balance there where we had paid people legitimately. Uh, you know, it's a lot of money. We're, we're very concerned about it. And quite frankly, I'm mad. I'm angry that it happened. I'm angry that our taxpaying employers that contribute to our fund uh, were victimized. And I'm angry for Rhode Island working families that can't get into our systems in a way that they should be able to because these fraudsters, believe it or not, are calling us trying to validate their claims. So we have sort of two buckets of information here as you, you just broke down um total amount paid 2.8 billion dollars oh 91 percent of that based on the information i'm looking at here legit um one percent identified confirmed fraud so it's a very small portion of the overall benefits paid out but i do want to go back to the beginning of that answer did i hear you right nearly half of all claims for unemployment that went into rhode island are suspected fraud that's correct that is stunning. Absolutely. Folks, 43, almost half of the claims came into Rhode Island are fraud. Think of that. What is the drill? You know, and, and now he's acting director at Department of Labor and Training. He's not the guy. So you certainly can't blame it on, on him. But I, I don't understand. I mean, heads should roll. Someone should be held accountable for this. How does something like that happen? Should not be allowed. Like, this is ridiculous. I, as some of these numbers and the pandemic and they wouldn't have answers for us and everyone working from home and, 
Um, the whole thing. Someone needs to be held accountable in this whole. I, I don't understand that in any way. So how how does something like that? How does it even happen? It should. You know, we know the answer. It shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. It absolutely should not happen. So all right, let me get um. Folks, I, let me. Uh, I want to get on the line. Our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. He's got. I was in there uh, yesterday. I was in there yesterday. He's got some some new uh, items in that are um, that are just terrific. So I want to um, let me call our friend on this Friday. For competition shooting supplies. Let's see if we can reach our friend uh, John Francis and just chat with him for a quick moment and find out, especially, you know, on the weekend, a lot of people do there, have, uh, is when they're going out, you're doing a lot of shooting and so forth. So, oh, let me try uh, this number then. Folks, we'll try to get them on. I apologize for the delay. And you know what? Actually, let me play just a little bit of sound as we're waiting for Captain Francis here. Folks, I apologize. Hey, remember about a, a pick up a bottle of a Kai Berry. Have you picked up a bottle of a Kai Berry yet? You haven't? You need to. Stop by. Remember, go see Marie at It's My Health in Cumberland or Dave's in East Greenwich, and you can pick up a bottle of a Kai Berry. Uh, all you need is an ounce each day. Keeps you safe. Keeps you keeps you healthy. Keeps your family healthy. Incredible antioxidants. Uh, stop in and pick up of a bottle of a Kai Berry today. Again, at It's My Health in Cumberland, and also uh, you also have um, Dave's in East Greenwich has it as well. So let me, um, you know, Connecticut is moving faster than us regarding opening and the re- lifting the restrictions. I, I don't think Rhode Island's moving fast enough. I think they should move faster than, than they're moving. I want to play uh, Connecticut. Basically, in two weeks, Connecticut's just, that's it. No more restrictions. Restaurants, gyms, the whole thing. Let me hear a little bit. This is Channel 12. Buffoni, and this is a 12 News Now update. New COVID-19 data just in from the Rhode Island Department of Health shows our daily positivity rate is at 1.9%. 333 more people have tested positive for the virus, and just under 18,000 tests were administered as of yesterday. Another two people sadly have died after contracting the virus, while hospitalizations are down to 141. The improving public health data and vaccine rollout allowed Rhode Island officials to roll back some of the restrictions. Starting today, restaurants can have up to two-thirds capacity, and the capacity limit has also been raised for fitness centers and funeral services. The data shows I, more than... Folks, again, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. I think that's going to be increased even more. But Johnny, Johnny is on the line right now. He is the defender of the faith, and he also certainly getting some more inventory in. It's our friend from Competition Shooting Supplies, John Francis. Good afternoon, John Francis. Good afternoon, John. How are you? Very good, John. Good to see you yesterday, and I was impressed. You're certainly uh, getting some more inventory in and wanted to give you an opportunity to tell some of our listeners about some of the tremendous inventory and things that you have at Competition Shooting Supplies. 
Well, you called at a very, uh, very opportune time. Oh. Uh, I just got off the phone with one of my uh, suppliers. What's this? And I'm going to get a pretty, another pretty good-sized uh, haul of guns uh, next week. Wow. That is very and, good news. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, I have three, four, five, at least another six uh, brand-new Glock 9mm pistols. Whoa. Uh, especially the, the Model 17 Gen 5s, the full size. Okay. So I've got a few of those coming. Um, I've got some Springfield Hellcat 9mm. Those have been extremely popular for the concealed carry crowd. Wow. Um, I've got some 12 gauge uh, semi auto uh, home defense style shotguns coming. Uh, they're giving me, they are going to give me a little bit of ammo as well. Uh, so all in all, things are looking up. What can you tell us about the Hellcat and compare that to the uh, the smaller Glock that a lot of people use for so concealed carry? the Hellcat would be around the size of a Glock 43. Uh, so the Glock 43 is a six-round single-stack uh, pistol. The Hellcat, uh, even though it's in that same size range, comes with an 11-round and a 13-round magazine. Oh, wow. Holy so it's, so it's a, it's a palm-sized... Uh, you know, pistol, but with you know the higher round count. So yeah. it's it's what they you know it's it's been referred to like the Glocks, small Glocks did back in the nineties. They call it a pocket rocket. Okay, I like that. And John, the the other Glock that you mentioned is that a fifteen? Uh the Glock seventeen Gen yeah. fives. Those are seventeen round magazines. Seventeen round. Wow. Yes, each gun each gun will come with three magazines. Oh, excellent. Now, when when is this expected in? Uh, so it's being delivered by truck. I should Great. have it sometime during the day on Tuesday. Oh, fantastic. Again, folks, we're on the line with John Francis. Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call him at 401-727-1716. John, I think you were right. So the the uh, the AR that you had in, that, that did not last. That sold? Uh, I have two left. Oh, wow. Okay. I have two left. All right. And what else do we have up on the wall? Right now, uh, as far as on the as far as long guns, not a whole lot. Most everything's been picked clean so far. Hmm. And and what about ammunition? So, an ammunition uh, again. Hopefully next week, uh, I hope to have some uh, some extra nine millimeter uh, range ammo and potentially some uh, hollow point ammo for home defense uh, to be able to sell. Uh, and I should have some a limited amount of uh, 5.56 uh, for the AR platform rifles as well. And what about, John, is the price of ammunition, do you think, is that going to start to come down or is that still going to remain high? No, that's, that's, that's the, high. If, if anything, um, I think you're likely to see, I know you're going to, we're going to see uh, increases in price. Really? Wow. Yeah, so, all the, so all the, basically all the manu, ma, major manufacturers announced back uh, last month, in fact, that come April 1st, they were going to be instituting across the board increases as little as 5% and as much as 15%. Oh, boy. Boy, that's the the one thing I hear from a lot of people is just how much ammo has gone up. And when did, when did that start to take off, John Francis? Um, well, I mean, that all started last year. Yeah. You know, when, you know, I mean, so last year they had over 8 million new buyers enter the market. <laughs> and and <laughs> And, this, and there's no really not much sign of it slowing. Uh, in fact, 
uh, the FBI just released the next background check data for February, and I believe that set another all-time record of over 3.3 million background checks. Wow. And at the same time, now close to home, folks, and again, we'll speak with John Francis, Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street. Pawtucket, call John at 727-1716. Also, look for them on Facebook. He does update that quite a bit with merchandise. Yes. But, John, something that you and I are both keeping an, an eye on is what they're trying to do, the debt of thieves up on Smith Hill at the Rhode Island State House. Oh, absolutely. And, and in fact, uh, um, Senator Gordon Rogers posted on Facebook uh, last night uh, that uh, so the anti-gun groups, especially the Rhode Island Coalition Against Gun Violence, led by uh, uh, former Rep. Linda Finn, uh. Uh, held, uh, arranged a special meeting uh, up at the uh, uh, for the uh, for uh, uh, members of the Senate, including uh, folks on the Ju- Senate Judiciary Committee, which are the ones that are going to hear the gun bills. And so he logged into that. It was a virtual meeting, yep. and um, so he he logged in. She acknowledged his presence. Huh. And then a couple of minutes later, he got uh, buried into a Zoom waiting room and then got locked out completely. Whoa, what is that all about? And, he, and, and, and the thing is, and he's on the, the Senate Judiciary yes. Committee. Yes, wow. He has every right to be in on that meeting. Yes. And they locked him out because he's a typical pro-Second uh, Amendment uh, politician. My God, what exactly are they saying that they don't even want someone on the committee to hear? That's exactly it. And yeah. in fact, they're celebrating. They're, they're celebrating on their social media sites how they've managed to how they've managed to get the uh, the gun owners from being able to assemble at the state house in order to protest. You know, I've heard that, and I've got some of that email as well. Uh, I've received email the past few weeks of the ha ha ha. You and your two A friends can't come up to the state house and that type of thing. Right. But John so Francis, I, we're going to stay I on would it. Say to yeah. all, all your listeners out yes. there, everybody should be outraged yes. over this over this kind that. Yeah, this is real banana republic type stuff. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. They are definitely, they are absolutely taking advantage of the COVID situation to uh, stop people from exercising their constitutional rights. That's right. And trying to mess with the gun laws of Rhode Island. John Francis, what are your hours for today and for tomorrow, Saturday? Uh, so today we're open uh, 10 to 6 and tomorrow we're here 9 to 430. Remember, keep up the good work. You are the defender of the faith. We're all counting on you. Thanks, John. All right, John. And I will talk to you soon because I have something that I'm going to be waiting for as well. Thank you, John Francis. All right, folks. There he is, John Francis, a competition shooting supply. Right now, it's 140 in the afternoon. He is my gun guy. I'll tell you, folks, he is so knowledgeable. And if you're listening on this Friday, listen, I I understand that there's, you know, a couple different options out there. Or maybe you go to some of these other places. But I'm asking you to stop in. And shop where I shop at Competition Shooting Supplies. I have a, there's a special one that I've been waiting for that I think uh, John finally's going to get his hooks into. And it could be a very nice spring for Juan. I can't wait. But anyhow, stop it and see them. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. They're easy to get to. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. You can look for them on Facebook. And also the website is Competition shootingsupplies.com but the easiest way is you just take the last exit off of 95 so when you're going 95 north the last exit before you hit the Massachusetts line believe it or not it's exit 2A and you take that and you're at that moment 
when you get off the exit, you're actually in Massachusetts. You're in Attleboro. But you're going to go past the train station, and then you're going to hang a left, right, just go straight, and then right at the intersection of Benefit Street, and that's Newport Avenue, you'll see uh, take the left of Benefit Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. He is uh, so knowledgeable. Stop it and see him. Hey, folks, also, listen, it's sunny, and it's going to be a nice weekend. Um, I'd also like you to stop in and see my friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie. Now, remember, shop local, and on top of that, she has vitamins and herbal remedies and all different types of things, hemp and CBD products. Remember, it's your health. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, the White Church Right across from Davenport Restaurant, stop in, and uh, she has also wonderful tea and different herbs and spices. Uh, She has this tremendous, wonderful store, and she's so knowledgeable. And especially, maybe you want to ask about some of the hemp and CBD products. She's got it all. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. So right now, it's... 142 on this Friday. Folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Here I am. It is Juan on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online. Visit the website, depietro.com. I'm seeing that some of the um, Governor McKee is having his ceremony coming up this Sunday, ceremonial uh, swearing in and speech. And I'm looking at some of the entertainment is going to be Kara McGee. The governor's daughter will sing the national anthem. The Abney family family will lead the Pledge of Allegiance. Governor McKee coached brothers Eric and Derek Abney in basketball years ago. The Abneys are now grown, have children of their own, who will lead the pledge. Uh, A quartet from the 88th Army Band, Rhode Island National Guard, will perform Stars and Stripes Forever. And then the Reverend Christopher uh, from King Tabernacle will deliver the invocation. Tina Kane, Rhode Island's Poet Laureate, will recite an inaugural poem entitled Sunshine of Your Love. Henrietta White Holder, founder and chief executive officer of Higher Ground International, will deliver words of hope. Major uh, General Callahan will present the governor with the ceremonial gorget. And then Father Robert Marciano, president of Bishop Hendricken, will deliver the benediction. So those are just some of the events that are happening. And then I see a a small note here. Uh, Pork Boy will lead a fart contest. (laughs) I'm only kidding. No, it doesn't say that. I'm just kidding. Folks, I'm getting um, more news about, boy, Pork Boy totally left it, uh, really left at the altar. Wow. But I'm starting to wonder that it sounds like he was just putting it out there. That, that he was going to be joining the McKee administration because the more and more you hear from different people uh, within the administration, it it sounds like pork boy. I mean, and he was telling uh, the people on the trail, like, hey, you know, I could be going in as a senior advisor or all these different, I, I don't know. I mean, the whole thing, we're going to have to wait and, uh, and see. Now, I also want to mention... Um, Hold on. I, I, I mark off different sound that I want. That Tim White story is really unbelievable. I love that. And um, I also love the the stuff about the fraud. I mentioned the summer events, the planning. 
that thing with Cuomo, he, he's in trouble. I mean, he's really in trouble, the New York governor. This nursing home stuff, that, that is just absolutely disgraceful what he was uh, involved in. Of, uh, and feelings of Ms. Uh, Ruhr. Uh, and you are right. You can find uh, hundreds of pictures of me uh, making the same gesture with hundreds of people. Women, men, children, etc. You can go find hundreds of pictures of me uh, kissing people, uh, men, women. It is my usual and customary way of greeting. You know that because you've watched me for, uh, let's just say, uh, more years than we care to remember. By the way, it was my father's way of greeting people. You're the governor of the state. You want people to feel comfortable. You want to reach out to them. Uh, I, I do it. I kiss and hug uh, legislators. I was at an event in Queens the other day. Uh, hugged the pastors and the, the uh, assembly members who were there. So that is my way to do that. However... What I also understand is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter my intent. Uh, what it matters is if anybody was offended by it. And I could intend no offense, but if they were offended by it, then it was wrong. And if they were offended by it, I apologize. And if they were hurt by it, I apologize. Now, again, folks, that is New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, where this rings hollow is notice he, or maybe you didn't notice, but I want to point out the fact that he seized on the photo of him with uh, greeting someone at a wedding and then just meeting the girl and put his, his arms all over her, like manhandling her, and then saying, <laughs> excuse me, can I, can I kiss you? So he's not talking about the other one that I mentioned. Um, he definitely did not mention some of the people that he worked with. So, but that um, that situation regarding the nursing homes, that is very, very, he's in a lot of trouble on that. Now, I want to play folks, as many of you, maybe you know or you don't know, but... President Biden has not held any solo press briefings. And apparently the first question at the press briefing was about how come he hasn't had any solo press briefings. So we're 45 days into the Biden presidency and he has yet to hold a pressure. At this point in past presidencies, uh, every president you know, from Reagan had addressed reporters, some of them multiple times. So why the delay and when can we expect well, first, as all of you know, the president takes questions several times a week. Uh, he took questions actually twice yesterday, uh, which is an opportunity for the people covering the White House to ask him about whatever news is happening on any given day. We look forward to holding a full press conference in the coming weeks before the end of the month. And we're working on setting a final date for that. And as soon as we do, we will let you all know. But this president came in uh, during a, a historic crisis, two historic crises, a pandemic. We just stopped the tape. Um, <clears throat> folks, right now it's 149. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. He's not going to hold a solo press briefing. And let me let me just explain something. 
I don't think he's up to it. I don't think he's up to it. He has aged very quickly. Um, I, I'll also, I want to say a few things about this. Here's what I'll say about that, um, as Governor Mundo would like to say. Number one, I don't think he's up to it. Number two, that is true in the past. I don't want to make this sound like a defense of the Biden team. However, there's no shortage of information. He has plenty of outlets to get information. That is true. Reagan, all presidents usually held a full briefing. But the nature of how we get news has changed. It's not like we're not getting any news out of the White House. I mean, it's not like that. With social media, with which is instant, it's 24-7. Folks, keep in mind, this story that I just played for you with Tim White, Channel 12, years ago, they would have waited till 6 o'clock to break that. Now no one waits. You can't wait. Someone else will break it. News is, boom, as soon as you have it. Newspapers used to wait till the next day to publish the news. Now they get it up on the website as quickly as possible. Television news, you don't wait till 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock. You Put it up immediately. Boom. Instant. Or someone else will. Very rare that people hold on to anything anymore. You can't unless it's something very in-depth. But my point is, and I also want to just step inside for a moment. Let's be realistic. I, I don't think he can do it. I don't think he has a lot of energy. I I believe that First Lady Joe Biden I, I think she is kind of holding his hand through a lot of this. Um, if I worked on the staff, let's just say they said, Juan, you are the chief of staff. All right, let's, let's look at this. He's got his press person in the White House, Jen Psaki. She is not great, but she's not terrible. So she's a you know solid B. Good enough. Do they have any real scandals right now within the Biden administration? Not really. Not really. Um, What is his approval rating? Uh, If you want to believe it, what we're seeing is 61%. Now, internal, they may have numbers different. Internal could be a little bit lower, could be a little bit higher. But let's just say it's upwards of 55, 55 to 60. My point is, I, I don't. I know that everyone's supposed to say, when is he going to have the first solo briefing? I don't, I don't think they're going to have him have a solo. I don't think he could handle a solo briefing. I don't. There's no need for it, is my point. You could say he absolutely has an obligation and blah, but they kept him out of sight on the trail. They want to get him through his first 100 days. This is happening kind of exactly what I predicted, which is you're not going to see a lot of him. He has a competent staff. He has his press person. Folks, let's also be very honest. President Trump was overexposure. President Trump was too much. We saw too much of President Trump. We need to see less of President Trump. He shouldn't have been involved with a lot of those COVID briefings last spring. Two hours and counting. It was too long. It's too much of him. Should have taken a back seat. Every time President Trump dropped out of sight, his approval ratings went up. Should have taken a back seat on that. So as far as Biden, it is true. He has not done a solo press briefing. But I would maintain, I, I think 
what what information are they look? I think a larger question is what information are they looking for that they're not getting? Now, I can see why Governor McKee wants to do. He wants to establish himself and he needs to establish himself. You could say that. But right now, if you're team Biden and you have someone, let's, you know, just be honest, he's not. Spring chicken, to say it mildly, he, Joe, President Biden, 2021, is a different guy from 2016. He's had a tough life. He's had suffered real tragedy. It has taken a toll on him. No, I don't think he's senile. No, I don't think that he's has dementia or anything like that. I think he gets tired, and I bet he goes to bed early, and I'll bet they have him up for a meeting and and he says he listens and he sees he does what he has to and then they let him rest i think this is kind of a continuation i don't think he's in the basement of the white house but i think this is the way it's gonna go do i think that the first lady jill biden as some people have said is almost like his nurse in a way but but a lot of spouses do that how many people listening right now let's be honest at 154 be objective you're listening right now at at 154 on this friday afternoon you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm see folks i don't read the kool-aid you're supposed to just attack the other side and try to be objective a little bit um but how many people listening right now and it depends on how old you are but one of your parents kind of takes care of the other i mean that happened at one point, you know, when my dad was alive, his main responsibility was kind of taking care of my mom, who was still okay and good, but he, it, it happens. And I think that's what's kind of going on right now. Yeah, Jill Biden, she is kind of his nurse in a way, taking care of him, keeping an eye on him. They don't want to ex- overextend him. And right now, vaccine is out there. Um, 60% approval rating. We're two weeks from spring. Flights are landing on time. They're taking off on time. Electricity is on. People are not rioting in the streets. We're not at war. If I am chief of staff for the Biden administration and they come to me and the, you know, you're in the meeting where they go around the room, even if it's a short room, I say, do we really need to? Why? Why? No, let's save that. The answer is no. Well, they say every president has to do it. Well, yeah, President Trump didn't attend the inauguration. Everyone had done that before. I mean, this is about survival. He just got in. I think he's tired. I think he's he's old. He's older. He he is an old 78. He is. Some there are I know when my dad was 82 years old, he, there was no difference from my father from 82 to 72. He was driving. He was fine. Um, Joe Biden, for whatever reason, he's kind of an old 78. He is. President Biden, excuse me. So the answer to the question is no. I w- my answer, if they came around to me, I'd be like, I don't see the need. Well, they say every president's done it. Well, every president wasn't 78 years old. Um, it would be too tiring. It's too much chance of error. If people have a question, we'll try to answer it. But no, we're not doing it. All right, here's the rest of the answer. Not seen in decades and decades, and an economic downturn that left 10 million people out of 
work. So I think the American people would certainly understand if his focus and his energy and his attention has been on ensuring we secure enough vaccines to vaccinate all Americans, which we will do by the end of May, and then pushing for a, a, a rescue plan that will provide direct checks to on almost 160 million Americans. That's where his time, energy, his focus has been. But in the meantime, he takes questions multiple times a week and looks forward to continuing to do that. You know, I'll be honest, folks. Again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Call Roland. Especially for businesses, they're now offering weekly trash collection services. Call them 401-688-0517. Or if you're doing a job, project, you need a purple dumpster, get a purple dumpster in your driveway. Brothers, come on, brother, brother's disposal. Call them, 401-688-0517. Get a roll-off dumpster. Get a dumpster in the driveway. Do some spring cleaning. 401-688-0517. You know, to, to be honest, now, and I also want you to realize, I, I voted for President Trump twice. I did. And I have had the privilege of meeting him. But what President Biden is doing right now, I, I actually thought President Trump was going to be more like that. I think sometimes less is more. I, I thought that President Trump would be a little more in the background, have a good chief of staff, have good people around him, be a little less seen. And last spring, I think it would have benefited from him. It would have benefited him, excuse me. If we didn't see him quite as much, because then when you are out there, you're prone to try to answer a question and you're prone to make mistakes. It just happens. So now, folks, again, it's John DePietro. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Jr., who's done a very good job. If you want to reach me and get a hold of me, please go to the website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-T-R-O.com. No eyes. Click on contact John. And then, boom, if you want to advertise on the show, support the show, it all begins and ends with the website. Listen, enjoy this Friday. Enjoy this weekend. Uh, Thank you again for listening. We're back Monday at 11. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, then the John Dion program. Enjoy your Friday. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. WNRI Winsocket.